2012, we uh -oh. all remember Bow. this one. Hey. The Tushy Fumble. The Tushy Fumble. Uh, I don't use, like the other word. So Mark Sanchez <laughs> runs into Brandon like Moore. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Steve Gregory recovers it for a touchdown. Yeah. Jets lose to the Patriots. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Extra Yard with Augustina Breastar. Um, I'm Augustina. Hello. <laughs> this week's guest is a second-time guest, Preston Fuller. Preston is a friend I actually met on Twitter. Shout out Seahawks Twitter. Um, however, I was quick to learn that he has a great football mind. Uh, he's a displaced Seattle sports fan, currently living in Minnesota, Midwest. How exciting. And while he claims to bleed blue and green, he does have a soft spot for Minnesota teams. Uh, good morning, Preston. Also, we're recording this in the morning. Preston, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Feeling good after uh, Seahawks victory last Thursday night. Um, ready to eat some food tomorrow and watch some uh, watch watch some football. Yes. Um, first, <laughs> can I just say that I firmly believe Seahawks Twitter is like the best Twitter, all of Twitter. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, like from the Russell Wilson Yoda meme to let Russ cook. Like I actually think Brian Schottenheimer saw that on Twitter for what, like the whole last season. And then it was like, yeah. okay, I'll give the people what they want. And <laughs> now we have it. So there's that. Yeah, uh, totally. I agree. I think that, uh, I think that Seahawks Twitter has gotten really good at letting Skybox Shotty think that he's at the helm, but we're, we're really the ones who are in charge. Exactly. So anyone who has anything bad to say about Brian Schottenheimer can actually just say it to us. The people, yeah, because we exactly we dictate what that offense yep. does. <laughs> We're pulling the string. <laughs> um, yes, I'm also doing, you know, great after that Thursday night game. Doesn't it feel like that was a long time ago? It feels like yeah. that was forever ago to me. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, and you know, this is a conversation that we had before rec recording the podcast, and I think it's something that the people need to hear. West Coast, East Coast, Midwest, Mountain Time, whatever it is, what is the best time zone for watching sports, right? Because that Thursday night game, it kind of goes pretty late for me. And I mean, I'm a West Coast <laughs> person, so I can't even imagine watching that on the East Coast. But I mean, it does suck having, you know, it start at five because what? I have to rush home from work or school or skip class <laughs> to watch yeah. games. What is your take, the best time zone to watch sports? Okay. Well, East Coast is out. That's just arguably the worst. Um, but so I lived on the West Coast. I grew up on the West Coast. I live in the Midwest now. And I think for me, I, I, the Midwest, the time zone that I'm in, like it lines up perfectly. Like Sunday football starts at noon. You got time to like wake up, run some errands, get some stuff done. And then you're on the couch for 10 hours starting at noon. Uh, and then the night games start at like 7.20, 7.15. So you're not like rushing home from work or like having to like move things around so you can watch football at an awkward time. Like it's perfect timing for football. See, I feel like that makes sense. But also 10 o'clock is still too late for me. <laughs> like yeah. if games are ending at 10, that's a little late. Maybe I should just move <laughs> to Idaho because then it's kind of like – the yeah. middle ground between West Coast and Central yeah. Time. You know, I get Check that Mountain Idaho. Time. See what they think. Maybe, you know, we should give more credit to Idaho. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> um, anyways, I'm sad that we are not going to talk about that Thursday night game. I'm sure we both – I would have loved to hear your thoughts on it, of course. Yeah. Um, but we don't have time for that today. Um, as you mentioned, we're recording this on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. And so I kind of just want to talk about those Thanksgiving games specifically. Okay. Also, that is why the people, everyone listening, you heard that little sound bite from NFL Network talking about, you know, the butt fumble from Mark Sanchez, probably his greatest legacy. I don't know. If I say his name, Preston, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Butt fumble, of course. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why you all heard that. Hopefully you laughed. I think it's hilarious. Still, probably the greatest Thanksgiving Day moment ever. I don't know. 
I've only been alive for like 22 years though. So, <laughs> um, Okay. So initially I was going to dedicate the whole podcast to just talking about those three games and then maybe talking about the teams involved in those games, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I have not talked about the Colts at all this, you know, since I started this podcast at the beginning of the season and I think that's just wrong. <laughs> um, you know, when I did the team draft with my friend Jackson, um, I said the Colts were ranked like the sixth best team if I were to do my preseason rankings. So pretty high. I also took them third in our draft. Also pretty high. And then mm-hmm. after that, you know, I hyped up. Actually, in my notes, I had like word for word that it was going to be a Philip Rivers comeback season. <laughs> um, so, but then after that draft, I didn't talk about them at all, which feels wrong. So, I want to dedicate some time at first before we get into all that fun Thanksgiving goodness. I just want to talk about, you know, we'll recap that Indianapolis Colts and Green Bay game that we saw on Sunday, and then we'll get into some Thanksgiving stuff. How does that sound? Perfect. Okay, so why don't we just start with you telling me what your thoughts were throughout the game? Uh, yeah, okay. So I have a lot of opinions about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. This is no secret. Um, but I will say that the Colts are very quietly cooking pretty hot. So I'm looking at their schedule currently and up until the last really two games, they haven't had any like super significant wins. Like they had a win over the bears and the Vikings uh Bengals you know so they haven't had any huge wins they lost to the Ravens um but then the last two weeks they've beaten the Titans and the Packers right um I think that they so for now I think they're hot I'm not sure if they're legit um so in that game I know Rodgers had a pretty good game despite losing um but there were also a ton of turnovers, and that's what ended up losing them the game. Um, but I think as of now, I think I think Rivers he's he's playing he's playing well. I'm not convinced. I'll have to see how the rest of the season shakes out. Um, but I think them beating the Titans and then the Packers in the way that they did, uh, I think I think those were both huge statement games. Um, and and I it, I guess it just depends on how how the rest of the season shakes out. I think that. Uh, I think I think that it all depends. I think because as of now, I kind of was looking at them like a team, kind of like the Browns, where like okay, they have a pretty significant record, but they've also you know haven't won any huge games, you know, up until these last two weeks. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly sure just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess part of the as I was thinking about why I haven't talked about the Colts on this podcast up until this point was, I think you basically nailed it. You know, they started their season with that loss to Jacksonville, which felt weird. Yeah. Um, Definitely felt off for sure. And then from there on out, they really haven't had any of those big wins other than, you know, Tennessee and then Green Bay. And now all of a sudden everyone's like, are the Colts actual contenders? Uh, And of course we're going to get to that. But let's talk about this game specifically because it felt like Green Bay was in control the whole game until they weren't. (laughs) And, you know, just the fact that that offense wasn't even able to put up points in the second half until, you know, the game tying field goal. It, what happened to green Bay? (laughs) So, yeah, I, so it was, cause what was it? Aaron Rodgers threw three touchdowns in the first half, Mm -hmm. I believe. Um, And then coming out of half, the Colts scored like 17 straight. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think part of it is, is the turnovers started to kill them, but also the Colts just came out ready to fight back and they did. Um, let's see. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that the Colts just came out hot. The, the Packers couldn't respond. I mean, the Packers D isn't fantastic by any means, but even Aaron 
wasn't really like doing much. I, I think they started the, the second half with like two or three straight three and outs. Um, so they definitely had them on their heels um, when halftime was over. Yeah, I well, <laughs> I was scrolling through the Twitter, of course. Of course. And there was a tweet that I don't even know why it was on my feed because it's like not related to anything that I follow regarding <laughs> to the NFL. But it was basically a Packers fan saying that this game felt like the 2014 NFC Championship. Team. Let's go. And, <laughs> game of my life. <laughs> so maybe that's why it came up on my feed now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, <makes complete> sense. <laughs> yes. But, you know, reflecting it, it, it must have felt like that for them, you know, just yeah, as an outsider, sure. you know, looking in, it felt like their style of play, you know, they were extremely dominant the first half and then they came out yep. the second half and weren't able to do anything. But I want to give credit. What hmm, I want to give more credit to Phillip rivers and, yeah. you know, not necessarily just blame it on the Packers. Like, Oh goodness. You know, they just blew it. That, that game was theirs. I do think that Philip Rivers won them this game and mm. probably going to be underrated, which is fine. Not really, though. It's not fine. I think he <laughs> played a really great game. You know, you know, the defense was better in the second half. We saw Jonathan Taylor, you know, spark up some kind of running game the second half. And right. then, you know, we saw some big plays for Michael Pittman Jr. But really, you know, watching Philip Rivers that second half, it made me think, you know, this is the version of Philip Rivers that I think has potential to contend with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Bold statement, probably. Very bold. Yeah. 9 a.m. on a Wednesday morning, and I'm just going <laughs> to throw out that hot take. Not saying I think they would ever beat Kansas City. <laughs> I think they could contend with Kansas City should Philip Rivers play like he did. And then in my team draft, also, if no one knows what I'm talking about um, when I bring up that team draft, I encourage you to go listen to my first episode. And then I think it was like three episodes ago. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Anyways, in that draft, I brought up, you know, I think this can be a Philip Rivers comeback season only because he's going to have the best protection he's had his whole career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of these statements that I made preseason, it finally feels like it's coming to life, you know? Yeah. And also the Colts defense, I think is a very good defense. You know, their zone coverage is just, they don't give up those big plays. Granted, they gave up some big plays to Green Bay, but they don't give those plays up like we see other defenses do. And I think that is, you know, that's the kind of defense that you need when you're playing Kansas City. And then if Phillip Rivers can play like he did, they have potential. They have potential. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess with this game specifically, you know, I don't want to hate on Aaron Rodgers because he did have some really good throws. But Philip Rivers also had some really good throws. And ultimately, I think Philip Rivers outdueled Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. What yeah, do you think? Yeah. Is, is that a fair I statement? Think, yeah, I think that uh, when it counted, it was the Rivers show. I mean, like we said, the Packers dominated the first half. Rodgers had three touchdowns. Um, but I believe I said this the last time I was on your podcast. Aaron Rodgers is a head case, and he's mopey and pouty. And I know you said you didn't want to talk crap about Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> which makes me feel like I should do it, um, and I'm more than happy to do so. But yeah, I think that it came out came out of the second half. The Colts started scoring, and the Packers' offense couldn't get anything going at all. And uh, it probably disheartened our boy Aaron a little bit. And uh, and he, I think I honestly think that he got in his head. And I think that that even trickles down to the rest of the offense because what was it? Um, in I believe it was in overtime, Valdez Scantling had that huge fumble and essentially lost them the game. I believe that was in overtime, I think. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, I think that the Colts were hot, um, and they have a much better defense than the Packers do. So I think it was lack of opportunity and also just no momentum, um, 
to get anything going as far as as far as on the Packers end goes. But yeah, I would agree that I think Rivers had a more more complete game, and you know he's better than counted. Um, I want to bring up that fumble, <laughs> and because did you see that he received death threats because of that fumble? I did, yes, which is super lame. Please don't do that. Yeah, don't ever be that fan, people. <laughs> Literally don't. Yeah. I bet 90% of you are going to fumble that ball. Maybe 100% of you. <laughs> and probably, like, not even be able – I always com- – I think about it and I'm like, okay, if I played, like, one snap in the NFL, it would be one hit and I would probably die. So, yeah. you know, just, like, don't be that fan. Yeah. <laughs> think For real. I mean – <laughs> That might be more of a testament to you being like the size of a Smurf and not, <laughs> you know. Neither I'm trying really hard to not be offended. <laughs> um, but yes, so I think the crazy part to me about this game is that, you know, I think the Packers had multiple opportunities and it felt like they left a lot of them just on the table, you know. Yeah. I don't, not like any specific drives or anything like that, mm-hmm. but you know, it felt like there were a lot of, and specifically touchdown scoring opportunities that they just left there yeah. to not happen. Um, I do want to bring attention to one play. Uh, let's see. Gosh, it was probably the third to last drive, potentially. Um, don't quote me on that, but it felt like the Colts could finally finish the game. Um, they were what fourth and four, and then they went for it and they converted. So shout out to the football nerds because that's a huge <laughs> win for you. Um, but I do want to bring up, I have a friend who's a Packers fan and he's like the biggest football nerd I know. <laughs> Hopefully he's not listening, <laughs> uh, but probably wasn't a win for him. Although it was in some sense. I wanted to text him and be like, actually, I think I did text him. And I was like, oh, no, I tweeted it. Colts go for it on fourth and four and convert the football nerds win. I wanted to text <laughs> it to him, but I didn't because I thought that would be mean. Uh-huh. Um, all that to say, maybe it was or wasn't a win for him. Just thoughts that go through my head as I'm like preparing for this podcast. Um, <laughs> anyways, after this conversion, they had five running plays to try to run out the clock. Five, okay, and then they get five holding calls and, <laughs> and an illegal motion. Which has that ever happened before? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe seems a little seems a little ridiculous. <laughs> when you say it out loud, it seems like it's probably the first time that's ever happened. Right? Like, seems a little suspect to me. Of Very. course, as my bias crept in, and I did not want the Packers to win this game. I was like, the refs are doing whatever they can to give the Packers this game. (laughs) Um, Of course. I'm not going to be that person now. Anyways, funny because, you know, at one point they didn't get a holding call and then made up for it in the next play when they had two holding calls. (laughs) So I don't know. They were unable to run the clock out. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before with just the penalties. (laughs) And then afterward, you know, Green Bay comes and I think they left a touchdown scoring opportunity on the table. You know, they just went for the field goal, which fine, like tied the game, whatever. Yeah. And then that's that. I don't ultimately, you know, Rivers outdueled Rogers, a very impressive game by him and his shallow crossing routes. He loves this. (laughs) He's old. Give him a break. (laughs) Uh. Yes, this Colts team, interesting to me. According to BFF, um, Rivers himself has had like three really bad games and then the rest are really average games. And then I don't think this is much different than what we saw last year. I think the only difference is that last year, all the games where Rivers was in like prime time and everyone was watching, he just played like atrociously. (laughs) But here we have Rivers. I think he's, Played fine up until this point. Yeah. I think yeah. this team is a good team. Are they – well, I guess let's start. Are we convinced they're a playoff team? You know, currently they're tied for first place in the AFC South, Tennessee. 
both seven and three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we know that the AFC wildcard race is extremely close. So if they don't win the AFC South, are we convinced they're a playoff team? If they don't win the AFC South. Yeah. Are we convinced um, they'll be a wildcard team at least? Yeah, I, I would. I think I would be shocked unless they have a complete meltdown and start losing a bunch. I would. I think I would be surprised if they didn't at least get a wild card. But I think honestly, at this point, I think they might even win the AFC South just with what's going on in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think if it came down to a wild card situation between like them and let's see here, maybe. Well, I don't know. It's it could be close. I think it's going to probably come down to the very, very, very last game for most of these teams. Um, but I, I, I think I would be pretty shocked if they didn't at least get a wild card spot, mm-hmm. especially if they're, especially if their defense keeps playing, especially if Jonathan Taylor decides to show up from now on and like have good games. I think that, uh, and granted, like all, a lot of that is circumstantial, but still, I think, I think, uh, if they continue to play the way they have, I think that they should, they should be a lock for the playoff. Right. Jonathan Taylor is something I wanted to bring up and I forgot. So thank you for bringing him up. (laughs) Um, I guess this was the first game where we saw him have a good, good game, right? Yep. Are we convinced that's something that's going to continue moving forward? I personally don't know. For the sake of my fantasy team, I hope so. Uh, yeah, for, for the same reason, I drafted him. I'm pretty sure he was a first round pick for me in two of my leagues. It's just been really? such a bust. Okay, such that a bust. Bold. That's and it's, yes, very bold of you. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like one of those weird bubble picks where you're kind of like out on the outs of the running back spot, but you don't want to pick a receiver too early. Or I don't remember. It was something was going on. Either way, Jonathan Taylor, please figure it out. I am begging you. It is crunch time for a lot of us. Um, but yeah, I think they had success with it. So why not keep trying to have success with it? I guess. I mean, I don't really, I don't really see a, a downside to it. I mean, if they try to give him the ball in the stack box against him and they don't, you know, he doesn't get anything like, then it will, you know, figure out a different game plan. But I feel like Jonathan Taylor is certainly part of a success in that offense. And I, and I feel like it'll be hard to win games if they don't utilize them as much as they have in the last few games. Mm-hmm. So we've basically both said that we think that they're a playoff team. And that leads me to my next question. Can they compete with teams like Kansas City, Buffalo, Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think those three teams. Um. <laughs> I think that they can hang um, for sure. I I don't know that the top dogs in the a- in the AFC are really good, and and it's pretty obvious to me at least. This is this is just my opinion, but I think the AFC is much stronger than the NFC this year. Um, but I think that they can hang. I don't know how far it'll get them, but I think I mean I don't know if if the Raiders can hang against the Chiefs. I don't see why the Colts can't especially if they play like they have been. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this Sunday, of course, we have the Colts and the Titans. It feels weird to talk about like the Titans on this downfall, considering they just beat the Ravens this last weekend. Right. 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 Um, but, okay. Also, doesn't it feel like the Titans and the Colts just played? Yeah. Well, they did. You're right. <laughs> like it was ago. like two weeks ago. <laughs> they totally just played. Um, <laughs> I personally think whichever team wins this game wins the division. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Which team do you think wins this game? <laughs> I think I think the Colts are going to win it. Okay. Why? <laughs> uh, I just think they're hot. I think they're cooking. I think they have the upper hand. And I know there's a lot going on in uh, Tennessee as far as injuries go. Um and I just think they'll come in ready, ready to ready to slug it out. And I think, uh, yeah, just, I think I think that they're I think that they've got a lot of momentum on their side. Our boy Ben Baldwin would probably argue that's not a real thing. Uh, <laughs> I beg to differ. I think uh, <laughs> I think that uh, I think the Colts will come in, and it'll probably be a close game. But I think the Colts will probably pull it out. Uh, I think this is the second time you've. <laughs> 
brought up momentum. And every, like, the first time I wanted to comment and be like, sorry for all my listeners, because momentum. <laughs> and now this is the second time, and I feel like it has to be addressed. I do not believe in momentum in sports. <laughs> Fine. Um, oh, good. And you know what? It's, well, you can agree to disagree. So yeah. Preston <laughs> thinks the Colts are going to win because they have momentum, folks. <laughs> um, I think the Colts are going to – I actually hate making picks, but we're going to pick every single game that we talk about this podcast. Yep. And you know what? I feel bad for all of the teams that I pick. I am truly yeah. sorry. <laughs> um But I'm also going to take the Colts this game for different reasons. Um, I just think, you know, Tennessee, their defense, you know, what, Jadavion Clowney's hurt. You know, no one's talking about it, but Brown's also hurt. You know, that defense just seems like I'm not quite sure they can, I don't know, stop the Colts offense. Not saying the Colts offense is like Kansas City's offense. Um, but you know, with the Colts defense, I think they'll be able to stop, you know, this, the big story with Tennessee is Derrick Henry, right? Like how do you stop him in this game? I think in order for Tennessee to win, it has to be more than Derrick Henry. You know, we have to see Tannehill do something great. (laughs) Um, so that's something that I would be personally looking out for. Everyone else look out for that probably. Um, but yeah, ultimately I think it's going to be the Colts. I think Phillip Rivers is going to outplay Tannehill and, you know, the Colts defense is probably going to outplay Tennessee's defense mm-hmm. as well. So there's that. And then of course that leaves Tennessee. Tennessee has a wild card team though is I think they're a team that could upset someone. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, say Tennessee and Pittsburgh have to play. Well, at this point, Pittsburgh might have the number one seed. But say they don't, you know, if at some point they cross paths, I could definitely see them upsetting Pittsburgh or Buffalo. So there's that. Yeah. I think the Buffalo upset might be a little more realistic. <laughs> yeah. You probably are. Well, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about this later. Anyways, so that's the only thing, the only game I wanted to recap and really talk about that team. Although it feels wrong, I feel like we should also be talking about, you know, probably the Seahawks, that Thursday night game, and then also the Rams, also sneaky. Yeah. Um, I think. We might as well. Let's just do it. No, we can't do it. We don't have time for that. <laughs> Although I also, another thing I wanted to talk about was um, Taysom Hill in the States. You know, yeah. it's crazy. The implications that that game, you know, the Green Bay loss had. The Saints now number one in the NFC, and Taysom Hill is in control of the Saints' destiny now. Yeah. So it should be con- should be concerning, but for whatever reason, it doesn't feel that concerning. But give the people what they want. We yeah. want James Winston. We do. It doesn't make any sense. Although, oh, okay, final thought question and then we really need to move on to the thanksgiving games so you know how espn allows you to play Taysom hill as a tight end yes. which means oh my gosh but so, yeah the yahoo fantasy football app doesn't do that that's so frustrating yeah. for me anyways well, what are your thoughts like is that frustrating for you did you have to play Taysom hill this week or were you able to pick him up okay so Thankfully, all three fantasy football leagues that I'm in are all through Yahoo. But I didn't have to deal with that. Thank God. But <laughs> when I did hear of this nonsense, I went straight to Twitter, of course, and started reading just ridiculous tweets. Everyone's super upset, which makes sense. It's like, it's kind of it's kind of hacky. Seems a little, seems a little murky. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that, uh, I think it's pretty funny because I was not directly affected by it, but I think that they should definitely, uh, change that. And I actually read that they're going to, uh, no, they're not going to allow Jason Hill to play tight end. I believe that last week was the last week that that was going to be allowed, um, at least for now. Um, but so funny. So Wait, funny. <laughs> I'm going to check my team right now to see if I can still play him in my flex. For all those listening, I apologize, but there's going to be a little break here for a hot <laughs> second. 
Right. <laughs> oh, wait. It still lets me keep him in my flex, but no he's only way. listed as a quarterback. Seriously? I wonder if that's going to change. Oh, my God. Oh, I really hope not. Okay. Anyways, we're moving on. (laughs) Fantasy football drama is over. So let's transition into these Thanksgiving games. We're only going to preview-ish them, really just pick them, talk about them, lighthearted fun. I guess let's start with a little trivia question. The first part is going to be easy. The second part, probably not as easy. I don't know. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, of course – There's three games on Thanksgiving. Two of them feature two teams that traditionally play on Thanksgiving. Which teams are those? That would be the Lions and the Cowboys, I believe. Okay. Yes. And then for how long has this tradition been going on? Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Probably since, like, the dawn of time, like 60s, I would imagine. So, kind of right ish the lions have been playing on thanksgiving day since 1934 what? but the cowboys have been playing on thanksgiving day since 1966 so you have that going. i was half right i was half right and then since 2006 the third t- primetime game has been added to the schedule thank goodness um yeah, seriously <laughs> i don't know does anyone probably no one cares why well i don't know i cared why i wanted to know why so i did a little research because it seems like pretty random to me that the Cowboys do make sense. The Lions did not make sense to me. Right. <laughs> um, no. And it's basically because their owner at the time was a business and marketing mind genius, basically decided to play on Thanksgiving to attract more fans. Um, and then I guess teams had been playing on Thanksgiving prior to this, but the Lions were what really broke through, I guess, because um, – the owner made like negotiated an agreement with NBC to broadcast the Lions game specifically on 94 radio stations across the country. So huh. there's your fun fact of the day. If anyone that cares. Was fun. Um, so we'll start with that Lions game because <laughs> they always play the first game. Of course, they play Houston, which is a rematch of their first Thanksgiving game in franchise history, which was in 2012. The Texans won that game 34-30. to 30. Who are we picking to win this game? Also, it Jackson. almost feels irrelevant to me to talk about this game. Like, if it was not Thanksgiving, I would not talk about this game probably. Yeah. Or these Fairly teams. Involved. Uh, the Texans are going to march in. They're going to slap the Lions, and it's going to it's going to be bad for for the old Motor City Kitties. <laughs> I hate that nickname so much. <laughs> um, but I agree. I don't. It's so hard because going into the season, and probably I need to just let go of this. This is probably like my worst personality trait. Is that <laughs> I have faith in the lions prior to the season (laughs) like i think matt stafford is actually going to be good you know i think this team is going to be able to compete in the nfc north and then every season they let me down like i i don't understand i think that's something i need to just stop doing i think in my in the team draft i took them way too high (laughs) and yeah (laughs) it was just yes anyways I didn't want to bring it up, but last weekend, the Lions scored a fat goose egg. You know, zero points. Absolutely terrible. So bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would also take the Texans in this game. Probably the most... This is like the only game I've ever felt confident picking. Therefore, if yeah. I'm wrong, <laughs> it just shows the people how terrible I am at picking games. Yeah, it's just a curse at that point. <laughs> but I'm going to take Houston. I think... Deshaun Watson, if I was going to pick like an MVP of the worst teams in the NFL right now, yeah, it would have yeah. to be Deshaun Watson, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm, yeah. Can you think of anyone yeah. else? No, it would probably, have to be Deshaun Watson. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I'd probably, it, yeah, as far as like worst teams, because I kind of want to lump in the Vikings there and just give a shout out to Dalvin Cook, but the Vikings are not nearly that bad. <laughs> I think the Vikings actually in one of my – so I told you, one of my fantasy football groups, like everyone is from the Midwest. I think 90% of the people are from Minnesota. 
So there's a lot of Minnesota fans. And one of them was actually convinced that like Minnesota was going to win their next four or three before they play Tampa Bay. Yeah. Well, and then they would make the playoffs. And yeah, for sure. That's just hilarious to me. That's very funny. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of my really close friends. And sorry, guys, if you're listening, uh, are like diehard Vikings fans. And I have one friend who is like a diehard to an irrational point. Like, he's convinced that the Vikings are going to win out. Dalvin Cook's going to win MVP. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the Cowboys, Andy Dalton just led the boys in and smacked them around a little bit. Oh, that was goodness. supposed to be a trap game, for sure. Because I, I definitely would have thought they were going to win the next three, for sure. Super <laughs> I absolutely love the fact that the Cowboys won this past weekend. Um, to all <laughs> Minnesota fans listening... You know, I don't think Minnesota's a terrible team. No, definitely um, not. I don't think they're a playoff team. And mm-hmm. the only thing Dalvin Cook is going to be MVP of is my fantasy team. So <laughs> we're going to leave that there. <laughs> um, but, yes, I think Deshaun Watson, great quarterback. You know, moving forward in this franchise, there was absolutely no transition there. Went from, no. like, the most ridiculous thing into, like, very serious. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, I think Deshaun Watson is one of those players who could probably be an MVP candidate every season. And the only reason we're not talking about him this season is because Houston absolutely sucks. (laughs) So there's that. We're taking Houston in that first game. Moving on. So West Coast, of course. This game starts at like 9 a.m. for me. And (laughs) at that point, some people might still be in bed. So, moving on throughout our day, we then have another game that should really be irrelevant, but it's not, and we're going to talk about why. Um, The Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) First, I want to start by saying, um, on a more serious note, of course, yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, Preston, um, but... Dallas's head strength and conditioning coach, Marcus Paul, was rushed to the hospital Tuesday morning. Um, and, you know, we can't help but think about how serious this is, considering it's, right. what, two games before mm-hmm. their Thursday game, and McCarthy canceled all practices. Facilities were closed. So, yeah. of course, thoughts and prayers with Marcus Paul, his family, that can't imagine. Totally. No details whatsoever, but it must be, you know, probably serious, very bad and scary so right of course we started with that moving forward you know dallas and washington both coming off wins um washington of course beat cincinnati last week dallas probably the more impressive win beating minnesota let's just talk about we'll start the conversation with talking about the nfc east which is absolutely like the most like the biggest dumpster fire I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> um, yeah. The fact that both of these teams are three and seven and they are, you know, still contending to make the playoffs. One of the teams from the NFC East is going to host a playoff game. And I literally, I just think that should be illegal. I think there should be yeah. a rule against that. But let's start this little segment here. Who do you think is going to win the NFC East? Um, I don't know, and I really don't care, but prob- if I had to guess, I'd probably say the Eagles, mm-hmm. only because, like, I mean, I don't even really know. Pro- I, the, the Eagles, maybe? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, it's such a crapshoot that all of these teams are still in contention. It's just dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'd probably pick the Eagles just because they seem like they can, they have the best odds of maybe controlling their destiny rather than like Dallas counting on Andy Dalton to stay healthy and whatever the heck is going on, on up with the Giants and the Red or the Washington football team, excuse me. Um, yeah, I'd, pr- I'd probably pick the Eagles, I guess. I don't know, but Carson Wentz sucks. So who really knows? <laughs> who would have thought that? That tie against Cincinnati, you know, week three, the one that I right. gave 
Doug Peterson and the Eagles so much crap for, for just <laughs> opting to take that tie. Who would have thought that that tie would be what, you know, gives them the lead in this division now? Yeah. Um, granted, I still think that was the wrong decision. So I'm going to leave that there. But yep. so Preston's answer to my question was Eagles question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> write it down. That's like when someone texts you a question and you're like, I think this, but I don't know. So you answer with your question, but you just add a question yeah. mark after like, uh, exactly. maybe. Um, that leads me to my next question. The Eagles still in contention. Does that mean it's not time to bench Carson Wentz? Uh, I, th- I think, uh, I think it's, Maybe give him like another game or two. I know they play uh, the Seahawks next, so uh, I think that game will probably be a lot closer than we will want it to be. But I think that I don't know. I don't think benching Wentz is the next move. I think if they were completely out of contention, bench him, get Jalen Hurts some reps. But I think for now, you probably just roll with him. I guess my thing is. Out of all the teams in the NFC East, do we think any of them, because one of them has to make the playoffs, do we think <laughs> any of them could pull off an upset in the playoffs? I think, let's see, probably not. <laughs> Honestly, no. Maybe, well, here's the thing, though, because I want to say no, but if you think about it, like this game last weekend, the Cowboys-Vikings, is a very real possibility of a wild card game, right? Mm-hmm. If the if the Cowboys win the division, right, they could host the Vikings, I think. Um, and they won. I I don't know. I I think I want to go with no. It's <laughs> giving me another question mark. <laughs> I think it's, no. <laughs> it's an interesting question because. In one way, it would be pulling off an upset because they're going to be the team with like the worst record. But in another way, they wouldn't be pulling on all the upset because <laughs> they're the home team. So, right. um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, I don't think there's any teams in this division that win a playoff game, including the Eagles. Therefore, yep. you know, the whole argument of no, don't bench Carson Wentz because we're still in playoff contention. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me because. You're going to make the playoffs, but you're a first round out, you know? So mm-hmm. does this season matter for any of those teams in this division? I want to say no. Maybe yeah. it matters as far as coaching wise. You know, we have seen, you know, Mike McCarthy's first season in Dallas. You know, it gives us the opportunity to evaluate him. Also gives us the opportunity to evaluate Doug Peterson and this whole offensive scheme they have going on, which needs to change. You know, I don't. Yeah. I give a large blame um, of the Eagles play to Carson Wentz, but I also give a lot to Doug Peterson. Yeah, he's got to go. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> or some, something's got to change there. But ultimately, you know, for a game that's relevant in the sense that, you know, this playoff race between this division is very close, it kind of feels irrelevant because – I don't think any of these teams are going to do much in the playoffs anyways. So probably doesn't matter. All that being said, (laughs) after we just spent like 10 minutes talking about how terrible the NFC East is, (laughs) (laughs) um, which team are you picking on Thanksgiving day? The Washington football team or which, you know, I kind of want to bring up Alex Smith here. I think, I think he deserves a shout out, you know, Comeback player of the year, probably, um, yeah. just because who would have thought that we'd see him here on Thanksgiving starting starting for the Washington football team and starting for a team that is in playoff contention, technically. So, <laughs> you know, good for him. That's like a fun story. Brings a yeah. little joy to my heart and soul today. So there's that. Which team are we picking to win this game? Uh, I'm going to probably go with the Cowboys. Why? Just because it doesn't matter? <laughs> or- it doesn't matter. And I think, I honestly think at this point, I don't know. I don't want to say they're, they're the better team, but I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, you see, Augustina, there's a thing called momentum, and the Cowboys have it after that victory against the Vikings. Uh, so 
I'm going with I'm going with Andy Dalton and uh, McCarthy over over the Washington nameless football team. The Washington nameless, yes. Um, I want to take Washington in this game only because I really want them to win the division. I think they can win the division. I think that would be like the biggest surprise of. Yeah. Actually, no. It would be great for just like to add on to all the surprises we've had in 2020. <laughs> right? Not but on like, my big start. If at the beginning of the year I told you that the Washington football team was going to make the playoffs, would you have believed me? Probably not. So I think that would be fun. Um, but I'm going to take the Cowboys. Um, only because last week it felt like I was watching a competent football team, which is something I have not seen from this team in a long yeah. time. So there's that. You know, their defense played better. Their run game was better. Andy Dalton distributed the ball better. All Just all around, much better game from them. I do think it'll be close, um, but give me Dallas at home on Thanksgiving, and it just feels right to pick them. Right. So Yep. I agree. There's that. I'll finish with, okay, also, people are probably listening to this podcast and wondering, like, how does she have so many, like, good running backs on her fantasy team? And I'm just going to say I have four fantasy teams. I'm going to preface this next comment with that. Um, but we know that Zeke, you know, loves to eat. He does that whole, like, thing where he, like, acts like he's eating out of a bowl. I actually, like, do not like that. I think it looks ridiculous. <laughs> but, you know, it would be very beneficial beneficial for one of my fantasy teams if he ate a lot this game. So there's that. Also, no, I don't have Dalvin Cook and Zeke on the same fantasy team. That would be kind of crazy, though. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. The final game of Thanksgiving. Probably the most exciting game. Probably one of the most exciting games of the whole week, actually. And it makes sense because it's just a primetime game. It doesn't really have anything to do with Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Who are you picking in this game, Preston? Uh, so I think – so my gut wants to go with Pittsburgh. Um, I, have a, I have a lot of opinions about what's going on in Baltimore. <laughs> Pittsburgh is just on a roll, 10-0. and 0. That's, It's impressive. Some it's might pretty say impressive. they have momentum. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, momentum aside, although that is a very real statistic that can be measured, um, I think I do want to pick the Steelers. The Steelers are just dominating. They already beat the Ravens once. Um, and the Ravens have like kind of not lived up to the mark this year. They're like surprisingly – mediocre and so is so is Lamar and I don't really get it he's not running as much which I think probably has his career's best interest at hand because like you can't run like that and play 15-20 years in the National Football League it just doesn't happen um so maybe he's trying to preserve or something I'm not really sure what's going on over there I think uh yeah I don't know I I want to pick I but see here's the thing I also wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens won I, you know, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. They're a good football team, you know? So I think it could be, I think it could go either way. Although my money is on the Steelers because of momentum. And I think that maybe the Ravens are just, they're just cursed ever since all that Earl Thomas drama went down and, you know, they tried to fill the void with Fluker and it didn't quite fit the same. And I don't know, curse of the ex Seahawks players, maybe. <laughs> Earl Thomas a curse. <laughs> uh, no, I actually really like Earl Thomas. But I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about either of these teams only because last week I spent a ton of time talking about Baltimore and Lamar. So if you're interested in my take, go listen to last week's podcast and then talk about Pittsburgh like three weeks ago. And I have no desire to talk about them again because not much has changed. I think nope. everything has stayed the same. So... Yes, if you care to hear anything about those, go listen to all my other podcasts. But this game specifically, um, something, you know, we've seen just a common storyline every week in the NFL thus far is COVID, you know. Definitely problematic for the Ravens this week, considering both J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram are out due to COVID. 
Five players have tested positive, four staffers. As of now, this game is still supposed to happen. Although yesterday I did tweet, like, no, you know, there's definitely a potential for Thursday Night Football on Thanksgiving to be canceled, and that would be tragic. Um, But, so there's that. Taking that into consideration as I evaluate the Ravens, um, you brought up, you know, they both these teams played week eight and Pittsburgh was able to win 28 to 24. So a close game. We also know that I'm bad at making picks and probably going to continue that trend, but I'm going to take the Ravens in this game. I, I think I, okay. At this point, the Ravens have lost two in a row. I do not think they're going to lose three in a row. That's part of it. Um, I think probably this is a game where, you know, they've realized that technically they're out of the playoffs right now. And that probably doesn't sit right with them. Hopefully it doesn't sit right with them. I really expect Lamar Jackson to come out and have a really good game. And I really hope that happens and I didn't just jinx him. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm going to take Baltimore in this game and we'll see how that pick ends up being. I think it'll be a very close game, Um, but I really think Lamar is going to, and I'm trying to figure it out. Like he didn't play terribly against Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. in their first game. Right. And you know, a common, what like negative trait about um, Lamar that, analysts fans bring up is that they can't finish games or they like can't come back and close out games. And I really hope that Lamar can just shut all of us up. Cause I'm so tired of hearing the Lamar hate. Like I think he's a good quarterback. I think people are overreacting when they say like, Oh, the league's figured out Lamar Jackson. I think that's an overreaction. I think this offense needs to change a little bit and who knows, maybe without having J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram, or see something from this offense that we haven't seen yet. So I'm going to take the Ravens. With that being said, let's just talk about Pittsburgh for a second, though. Right? (laughs) The only undefeated team in the NFL. Do you think they're the best team in the NFL? Um, I don't know, because, like, the answer to that question for me at least changes, I swear to God, like every week. Um, <laughs> Come on, Preston, you have to be more loyal. Oh, well, I mean, if that, if we're going off purely off of emotion and where my loyalty is like, the Seahawks are the best team in the NFL, hands down. Um, but if I'm being rational, which I am this morning, it, it seems at least, um, I think, I, pro- I think honestly, my money's probably still on the Chiefs, if I'm being honest. I think that, I think that the Steelers have got something going. Uh, they've got a, they've, you know, they're pretty well-rounded, but I don't know. It's, it's Mahomes and Andy Reid. And that's, if I had to put my money on anyone, it would be them. Are they the second best team in the NFL? In the NFL? Um, yeah, I'd say yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I have a friend who's a Steelers fan. So going to apologize in advance, but I mean, she's heard this before. I don't think Pittsburgh, I think they're probably the most overrated team. <laughs> like, I, I don't think they're that good. Their defense is very good. Don't get me wrong. Um, Big Ben has some weapons that he's able to work with in that offense. Uh, but I really, I, I'd put them three. I think the Saints are better than Pittsburgh. And I'm going to say that confidently. I think. The Saints are better than Pittsburgh. And I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. And I don't care. You know, this morning, the amount of hot takes I've had. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of on one. <laughs> um, so I, I wish I had my video on so you could see my reaction. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm turning it on. <laughs> no, yeah, no, they're definitely, yes. I woke up this morning feeling dramatic. So okay. <laughs> here we go. Um, so you took Pittsburgh. I took Baltimore. The only game where we differed in our picks. So how exciting. Now we're going to finish off the podcast with some final questions for fun. Usually I try to relate these to football. This week they're probably not going to relate to football. And that's that. But <laughs> my first question. Oh, I guess it does. Which is better? <laughs> 
NFL on Thanksgiving or NBA on Christmas Day? NBA on Christmas Day. It's time <gasps> both. No. Yes. I can't. Really? I mean, yes. I like NBA on Christmas Day because it really, I mean, football lasts all day. But, like, I really feel like NBA on Christmas Day lasts all day. Like, there's like a million games. There's so many games, and they're all really <laughs> yeah. good. Except yeah. I feel like last Christmas they were supposed to be really good, and then they weren't. But I think it's because the Bucks played the 76ers, and they lost. And then, of course, it ruined my whole Christmas. Of course. And so, then I think the Lakers played the Clippers, and by that point we already knew the Clippers were not that great. Yeah, so it just like was not that exciting. But that being said, I think part of the reason I like the NFL on Thanksgiving Day more is because it just feels right to be <laughs> stuffing my face with food as i'm watching like the greatest sport ever it just okay. feels right Fair enough. If, yeah okay so i as far as feeling goes i would agree it, it 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 feels more natural i suppose like on christmas it's like oh i should throw on the nba while i'm doing whatever you know what i mean but like thanksgiving football is a part of thanksgiving yeah no um, definitely but i just think the quality normally is much better on Christmas because if we didn't have this Ravens Steelers game. <laughs> you make a fair point. That's actually very valid. I haven't thought yeah. about that, but yeah. I also yeah. feel like games on Thanksgiving are usually close. Like it's just something about Thanksgiving where it could be two terrible teams, but when two terrible Still teams turns out to be a dog fight. Yeah. yeah. Somehow yeah. it's like, the, it's like a gift from the Thanksgiving God. Yeah, They're exactly. Like, so, Not a great matchup. Here's a dog fight. Exactly. Yep. Um, my next question. Actually, the next two questions are just related to Thanksgiving. Because okay. also, I always say the podcast is not going to go that long. And then here we are at 56 minutes. So <laughs> um, turkey or ham? Ham. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. It was turkey also- is like the most bogus of all the meat. <laughs> it's dry. It's gross. It's like pretty mediocre. It takes like ten years to cook a damn turkey. It's just not worth <laughs> in any way. I'm That's having not. steak tomorrow, and I'm pumped because it's not turkey. Wow, so untraditional of you. What can I say? <laughs> um, next final question. I think the best part of Thanksgiving, if it's not football, has to be the freaking sides. You know, you have okay, like yeah. mashed potatoes, green bean casserole pie sweet potatoes all of the fixings all of them all so good better than turkey and ham combined here's my thing you can go to the store and get turkey whenever you want to put it on a sandwich put ham on a sandwich whenever you want to but the sides with thanksgiving (laughs) they just make thanksgiving what it is yeah 100 (laughs) percent. so that being said what is the best thanksgiving side uh if I, had, I don't think I can pick one. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Um, stuffing is bomb. Green bean casserole. If I had to pick one, probably green bean casserole. Oh, um, nice. Pumpkin pie. That's kind of pie, hands down. At me, P-Funk-O-Lander. I will argue about this until the day that I die. Um, yeah, I think I think mashed potatoes, traditional, very good. But, like, not – it's, like, a good staple. You know what I mean? The turkey sucks. I got some mashed potatoes. That'll fill me up, but I'm going straight for the green bean. I'm going straight for the the uh, the stuffing, and then I'm going to eat, like, an entire pie after that. I actually did see you tweet the other day that, like, a lot of your friends don't <laughs> like so pumpkin pie. I'm so mad. That's hilarious. Um, first, <laughs> going to bring up green bean casserole, the goat of all Thanksgiving sides. So yep. good. Like, so good i love mashed potatoes and i love stuffing i think it's just really easy to make one mashed potatoes bland and two i think it's easy to mess up stuffing like yeah there's just something about like you really have to make it the right way for stuffing to be extremely good so there's that um the goat like if russell wilson was a thanksgiving side he would be green bean casserole With that Word. being wait, okay. <laughs> oh no. The, the, it's if, doing another one. If the, if the butt fumble was the Thanksgiving side, can we just like all so like the worst play ever? Can we just all collectively agree that it would be cranberry sauce? Oh my god. 
Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> cranberry so sauce is on my list of things that need to go extinct, right below ghee. I, I hate cranberry sauce. I do not understand <laughs> so the cranberry bad. sauce hype. It is so bad. So gross. Okay, but we're going to end the podcast there because now we're just speaking <laughs> a lot of nonsense and you're going to hear like more terrible analogies from me. Um, <laughs> that's all we have for you today. I'm extremely hungry now. I look forward to Thanksgiving tomorrow. Um, yeah. I wish everyone listening a happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays now. That's so crazy. 2020 is like kind of almost over. Um. But enjoy your Thanksgiving sides. Enjoy the games tomorrow. I guess it's technically today for everyone listening. But I hope everyone has a safe, clean, COVID-free Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening. I'll be back here next week. Same time, same place, different guests.